What's up, it's the job listeners, Mark Bird, the podcasting coach here, helping people to launch, grow, and monetize their podcast. And one of the reasons people ditch their jobs is because they want to work from home. So that's why in this episode, we're going to talk about how do we do that, but also how do we work from home without getting distracted, being able to get the important things that we get done. That's going to be the focus of this episode. So our guest who joins us for this episode, he is the founder of One Punch Marketing Throughout his career, he has always enjoyed generating the best possible outcome through looking at the situation in creative and unconventional ways. Our guest who joins us for this episode of Ditch the Job is none other than Lars Kunerbosch. Lars, welcome to the show. Hi, Mark. Welcome to the show. Happy to be here. Happy to help people start creating their dreams. Lars, I'm very happy to have you on Ditch the Job. And when it comes to working from home, it is definitely a lifestyle that a lot of people want. We'll be talking about how to actually stay productive at home. But first, can you share with us how you were able to ditch your job to pursue the work at home lifestyle? So first off, I've, I've been working, let's say, behind computers for easily 10, 12 years. So at a certain point, I started thinking, like, what does it make sense for me to go into an office if any space that I could be that has a digital internet connection and has a computer, I can do my exact job. And then most of the time, I wouldn't even be distracted by, you know, the nit grit that goes on to an office. And if somebody wants to start, it depends really on what kind of job you have or envisioning. But it's also really good to just think of, okay, how can it creatively use the time that I have at home and the time that I'm now not wasting going commuting or whatever into a more productive and energized part of my job in that sense. I mean, that, that is a good point. Like for some people like who may not be out of the job yet, maybe if your job primarily consists of stuff that's online, you could try and figure out how can you uh, spend more time at home because you could still get the work done. But when it comes to that work at home atmosphere, how do you stay on task without getting distracted by different things around you? That's a very hard uh, question actually to answer because it really the person person to person. Like some people are really good at managing their own time, are really good at like you know being able to switch off. Some people enjoy the fact that they can pinpoint and jump between tasks or activities. I personally just keep myself a task list. I wake up in the morning. I try to stay away from my phone or any kind of notifications as long as possible so that I don't really get served by the task of the day or any kind of fire somebody's bringing towards me and really focus on, okay, what do I want to do today specifically so that I can really match my day and my energy towards the things that really matter. And then, you know, there's always something that will come up that you need to solve on that moment or that you need to pay a little bit of attention to. So I think it's very important for people to really understand and know what they want to do for that specific day and then create an, at least an environment where you feel conductive to actually doing your job properly. And it's really important to go into each day knowing what are the key things you have to do, what makes a productive day, because then you could just do different things unconsciously think you're being productive but then not really be productive because the key areas of your life are not moving forward or the key areas of your work now in life things certainly do happen and when you are at work like you know at an office or a typical place like usually that kind of stuff you don't have it happen as much unless you get a phone call but 
at home, there are more things that can happen. So when something unexpected happens, whether it's just like, you know, you more uh, time at the grocery store because like that's something you do or anything like that. Uh, like how do you compensate for that and not let that sink the rest of your day? Well, basically I just look at my, my time schedule. So certain things might disturb me. A delivery might come into our, my house or my son or my daughter needs to come home and I need to pick them up. I need to pick up the pace and stop, start working. I really look at the time that I have for a day or at least the tasks that I have for a day that sometimes are very time specific. And then I would say, you know, if something comes in and my attention flows away from my work, I would pick it up the next day or I'll pick it up at nighttime, depending on if it is that necessary. I mean, it is good time in terms of let's say groceries. Sorry. Oh no, go ahead. Um, like let's say in terms of groceries, um, most of the people that work nine to five and I see here as well, they, you know, the Friday or it's Saturday morning, which is the busiest time they would go do shopping, which I absolutely hate because there's too many people. There's too much stress that I can see in the supermarket. So I, I go to supermarket on really low time when there's nobody, I can really enjoy the experience or fly through the store and just get what I need to do and done or yeah, if you would not want to go to the grocery store at all, you can have a home delivery set up and you'll actually be home for it to be delivered in that sense. I mean, with the grocery store example, you can set home delivery, but also if you do want to still go, I mean, it is good. Like since you work at home, like you're not on the set schedule, the set schedule being a nine to five being let's get stuff done after my job and go to the grocery store one of those days. Uh, like, you know, like that kind of schedule. So if you could work outside of that schedule, since you work at home, it is less likely you get into a traffic situation or something of that nature, which is certainly the advantage of working from home. And can you share how you stick with your schedule when you work at home? Because part of working from home and being your own boss is you don't have to have a schedule. So can you share how you create that schedule then stick with it? I think, I think, and this comes up in our mastermind as well, is like a lot of people who are their own boss, regardless if they work from home or they work from a, an office situation, you know, it's always hard to time track yourself if you don't have, really have specific goals that you want to reach. And from home, I, you know, I try to keep it as, as simple as, as possible. Just make sure that you have your set hours that you say, this is what needs to be done and stick to it. Pretend that it is a job. Like, you know, I might, my commute might only take me one minute but I still pretend I still try to be in on and clock in on time and make sure that the task that needs to be done actually gets done through due diligence, but also the work that needs to be done. And then, you know, sometimes you got to pull a little bit of a, a longer day just because you, you skipped out another day. And I mean, clocking in yourself and like being really, uh, valuing the showing up and getting your work done is so important. And I like that Lars is doing it. Granted, we are not perfect. So I'm wondering what do you do in a situation where maybe you miss by a few minutes or you just don't show up or uh, you oversleep or something like, are you hard on yourself? Do you just brush it off and treat it as not, uh, just, you know, you can do better next time. How do you respond during those types of circumstances? I'm not that critical on myself in terms of minutes. I'm not going to, uh, 
you know, I, I look at results being delivered. That's, that's for me is most important. Even with my clients, I discuss with them like, Hey, if you want me to be a nine to five person who does just, you know, sits around, wastes two hours doing nothing that fits for some people, but it just doesn't match for me. If I create a result and I can do something in, in one hour with somebody else would take six, then yeah. Okay. I could presumably take six hours off because I was at much faster as them or I just enjoy the fact that like I can produce quality and I can produce quantity much faster than other people and just be very strict with yourself in terms of, Hey, do what, what do I need to deliver to be able to achieve the result or the, the achievement that I'm looking for so that you can say, Hey, you know, five minutes or, Hey, I don't feel like it this morning. I'm going to go to the gym or, Hey, I had a big party last night, which might not, prove me valuable today but might prove me valuable in the long run because i made new friends or new networks or i was able to meet people that I, I i normally don't meet for example i let it slide a little bit more and much more use the freedom to really create the lifestyle that i want and that's maybe is for a lot of people who are starting to work from home you know this is this is your job but it's also going to be your passion otherwise you wouldn't be doing it full time and your passion doesn't stop. It's 24 seven, 365. I mean, we're talking just uh, a couple of days ahead of Christmas where most people would be slacking off and, and slowing down where both you and I, I don't mind spending an hour, you know, on, on a day like this. Cause it, it also gives me the freedom to do something else at another time where most people will be in an office. So in terms of being very strict towards yourself, it's strict on what is the results that you want to get and then be strict on, how do I need to do it? And, you know, sometimes you might slack off a little and sometimes you're not. And then depending on what is the reason to it, if it's just being lazy or procrastination, then yeah, I would, I would nip myself in the butt and do something about it. But if it's just circumstances that were outside of your control, let it be. I mean, and I love Lars's focus on results because it doesn't matter if you work, five hours a day or eight hours a day, if you get the result that you're supposed to get, you're doing fine. And I think there are a bunch of people, especially from work at home space, where they may be putting in a lot of hours, but not getting the results. So I'm wondering if you could share with us what suggestions you would have for that group of people, because I feel like a lot of people, especially in the beginning, fall into that category. I think I, I fell in that category for a while as well. Like, you know, you try to do a lot and you try to do everything yourself, for example. But if you're a, a business builder or if you want to create a business that works from home, that means you need to have network and collaborations with others as well, with people who really have a specific skill and most likely you're now not part of a team, but you have to create sort of a team, even if it's a team of freelancers around you so that you can really hone into your, your specific set of skills. And I always like Dan Sullivan mentioning people like, hey, what's your unique ability? What's something that you are the only one that can do? Because if, for example, we would ask Britney Spears to manage her whole European or worldwide tour, I'm pretty sure she would be able to do it, but it's not going to be to the next level or to the extensive level of a professional would do it. But if we would ask that professional to sing for her, I don't think anyone would show up. So in that sense, if you're starting off, it might be a little bit harder, but really honing in on like what skill or what capability 
or maybe you have multiple capabilities, really move the needle to a next level where instead of having to spend, let's say, eight hours just grinding through it, one or two will already deliver the result that you're looking for in terms of financial rewards or in terms of whatever you perceive as, a, as an achievement or a result. I mean, that is a really important point, especially with delegation, because there are things that you can be doing, but you shouldn't be doing for your business, like social media graphics and things like that. That's something that you could hand off to someone else, because if you do hand off that task, it's more time you get to focus on the big money makers. Like for me, that's one of those things is writing books. The more books I write, I run Amazon ads for them and they keep making consistent income. So I'd rather spend time on that and hire someone to do some of the social media stuff, which is currently what I do for my business and delegating is just so powerful. But I do feel like people are a little afraid of handing off their work to someone. So I'm wondering if you could share how to get over that fear. I would love to hear your opinion as well, but I think that that's one of the biggest things that people need to learn regardless or if you're working from home or, or anywhere else is really the delegation and letting go and figuring out that somebody else is going to do a great job and having the belief that somebody else is going to do a great job or maybe even greater than you can if you're already good at a certain scale, for example. And that's just something that you really need to learn to let go, you know, start off with simple things that are, are maybe very easily outsourceable and that you can really get a good result in in terms of getting a delegation is really like you know finding really the right people and sometimes that might take a little bit of effort before you can jump off and throw tasks to somebody but really going through application and after application of whatever VA or graphic person that you want to look for and really look, does this person match with my core values and the way I work and the way I want to present something? Because that makes it much easier for you as well to work with them instead of creating a hassle situation, for example. I mean, yeah, like looking at applications, doing your due diligence, um, onlinejobs.ph, Fiverr, Upwork, three different places where you can find people. Uh, for the fear factor, just give them something small where uh, you could swoop in if necessary, but uh, also give them a buffer so it's not like they have to deliver by tomorrow. Like give them like a week to deliver because you two have to get in sync before uh, there's truly a point where the person could do most of the work and you just occasionally check in. So I definitely did want to cover that because I feel like delegation is so important for anyone to do. Even if you're just hiring someone part-time, like five hours a week, because that is something you can do online now, which uh, may not have been as likely in a traditional job setting. Yeah, and I think that that's a really good point that you make. Like, you know, just give them little bites, nice things to do where they have a very specific uh, deliverable. You mention it, you track it, you look at it, you see if they were able to do it. And once you find a couple of people and once you are a little bit longer in your business, you'll get a, a group of people that you like to work with that, that like your pricing and, and like what you can do. And then most of the time now, my, uh, my some of my outsourcing work is literally just opening WhatsApp and sending him an audio message and then the next day something pops up specifically what I asked them and that's just depending on how much trust you have in other people as well yeah I mean that's definitely built up over time it is something that every 
work at home person, everyone should really be thinking about doing because it's really affordable. If you, again, think about just like five hours a week, just bite size and then build up from there. Lars, I'm wondering if you could share with us some of the places where we could find your work, because I feel like uh, if you've enjoyed this episode, you should definitely want to follow Lars and all of his work. So where can we find you? I'm not that active social, but I'm starting up a, a new training series where I'm going to teach people how to market themselves online and look through, let's say, personal branding, but also how to think like marketers and basically start getting yourself off a little bit digitally. That will be under the breakthroughnetwork.com. So I will start posting under the same name at Breakthrough Network under Instagram and all the other platforms so you can find me there once I actually start launching the product. Other than that, you can uh, connect with me, Lars Koninenberg on LinkedIn. I do share there from time to time, but actually a lot of my work goes into helping other people. So I don't really use that much digital space to self-promote myself in that sense. But I was uh, happy to see how much views I can generate for others actually, which is uh, quite interesting, which to my extent, also got back at me. A lot of people were like, hey, you do a lot of cool stuff digitally for other people, but you don't have a website. It's like, well, I have multiple, but that's the, that's the gist of it. I would love to come back on your um, hiring thing in a sense of creating a, a mindset that people might not be that scared of hiring somebody else is looking at it like whatever your hourly rate is, let's say your hourly rate now might be 10 dollars which probably i hope not but let's say just for example let's make it 100 you earn 100 euro or 100 dollars an hour if you can find somebody to do a task that you absolutely hate or that might better serve somebody else for 50 that doesn't mean that you're paying 50 no that means you earn another 50 because you might take a task that is now in somebody else's hand but in that time that you would not be spending an hour doing the, the, the stuff that you absolutely don't like, you can now work again and create that $100 instead. And that can grow really exponentially, especially if I talk from personal experience. I had tasks with people would do in an hour, and it would take me eight hours of procrastination actually to get it done, which basically would mean in the last equation that I would have spent $800 trying to solve something that, somebody else would happily have done for food yeah, i mean that's a great analogy to cap it i mean uh if you're a hundred dollars an hour don't do the stuff that's only at fifty dollars an hour that you could delegate at fifty dollars an hour do more stuff at a hundred dollars per hour i mean that's a very powerful message for a lot of people i mean it's easy to quantify that at a job and you know you look at how much you get paid per hour but at home you're also getting paid a certain amount per hour I mean, it's not as clear cut, but you are getting paid a certain amount per hour and delegating just allows you to get paid more because you're able to focus more in the right area. So I definitely love that insight. We'll have links in the show notes to breakthroughnetwork.com. But once again, Lars, thank you so much for joining us on Ditch the Job. It was such a pleasure to have you on the show. You're welcome. Any questions you want me to answer still or are you good to go, Mark? Uh, I think we're good to go. I would love to know which book should I read first. <laughs> uh well that's definitely up to you i mean build your authority platform is free for a few days on amazon uh as of this recording so not when the episode's out uh but it's up to you well thanks for your time and i hope you have a great day
And I hope somebody has some tips on or learned something from today. If you're still trying to start off and if you're maybe trying to get the leap, take the leap. Like, please, just, just you owe it to yourself to build your life. You owe it to yourself to make the most beautiful life of what you is. But sometimes, you know, it will, it will cost you a little in terms of financial gain. But it will, if you take it seriously, it will pay it back. And you'll be able to create an atmosphere, but also an economy for yourself instead of just being reliable on somebody else. Because no matter what job you're in, even if your boss is the coolest person in the world, he is trying to gain himself something. And you're just an expandable figure within his structure or within her structure. And if you create that for yourself, the more or the faster or the earlier you do it, you got a lot to learn, but just start doing it. Even if you take a pay cut, you'll manage and you'll be way happier if your commute is just like one minute, a couple of stairs, you're sitting in your home, you get to eat your own food, your own drinks. You can have friends over, you can start and stop whenever you want. Just take the leap, don't be scared. Because the scariest part is just taking a jump into the, to the deep end of the pool.